Welcome to Category Is. I'm Justin. And I'm Maurice. And you're back for another week. Yep. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you get a notification every time we drop a new episode. Also, remember to like us on all things social media. You can follow us at Category Is Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Yeah, and be sure to send us an email at CategoryIsPod at gmail.com. Yes. Awesome. How was your weekend, Maurice? My weekend was good. The weather was not cooperating. So (laughs) it was cold. Yeah. And rain. Mm-hmm. pretty much the whole weekend so i did have to cancel like some plans that um that i had you had plans i did yeah, yeah. did hell freeze over it felt like it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so then i basically just um i started like a new book and okay. kind of just chilled out the white princess is over yeah that's been done okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, this one is about um the million dollar princesses which gosh are these the american ones these are the american women who married like into the british aristocracy okay like downton abbey yeah so downton abbey is based on like this um this group of women right yeah cool yeah so i did that um i have the libby app which i said um a while back okay and so that um book was on hold for a while and then it finally downloaded to my my ipad nice Then I watched that horrible Game of Thrones episode yesterday. Oh, gosh. But I'm not going to talk about that. You don't want to talk about it? No. Dang. Yeah. It was horrible. But anyway, how was your weekend? My weekend was cool. On Saturday, I just kind of hung around the house. It was mm-hmm. really little key. Mm-hmm. And my boyfriend and I just walked around the city before it started mm-hmm. to rain. Mm-hmm. It was um cold. Yeah. Chilly. Mm-hmm. But it's like, wanted to get outside yeah. and just get some fresh air. Mm-hmm. Then on Sunday, I hosted a luncheon. For the beautiful mothers in my family. Shout out to the mothers. Yes, it was a beautiful Mother's Day. And then went back, you know, to uh-huh. the house and watched the Sixers Toronto game. Yeah. Now, for full transparency, I'm not a sports person. You're not. Uh, but, you know, I'm always open to broadening my horizons mm-hmm. and, you know, seeing new things and educating myself and exploring new arenas. Looking at them athletes. I mean, getting all sweaty. It wasn't much to look at, really. Eh, but well. this was a playoff game, mm-hmm. which is like supposed to be really important. <laughs> it's before the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, the Super Bowl's football. <laughs> I know that. Okay, was, but I think it's I like testing you. I think it's a quarterfinal, and uh-huh. this, or maybe it's a semifinal. I really don't know. But it's before they get to have the parade. <laughs> and Philadelphia Seventy uh, Sixers mm-hmm. were going up against the Toronto Raptors, mm-hmm. and it was a really intense game. It was like ninety ninety, the fourth quarter. And it was all tied up and it was about to go into overtime. But then Toronto got the ball. Mm-hmm. And um, I forget what his name was. Hmm. He had he had cornrows straight backs. Anyway. You got to be more specific <laughs> than that. But he shot like the ball. Uh-huh. And it like bounced three times off the rim. Oh, wow. And then went right into the hoop. Wow. As it hit zero. The buzzer went off. And Toronto went crazy. Uh-huh. You know, I was sad for Philadelphia, mm. but I was also happy for Toronto yeah. and that they won. We and let the go on. Yeah. So that was cool. You know, I want to send a shout out to my girlfriend, Didi. I know she's grieving, but we will get through. <laughs> Hang in there, girl. Mm-hmm. Maybe next year. <laughs> <laughs> so mean. You know. I wanted Philadelphia to do good, but you know, sometimes you know, under high pressure situations, you drop yeah, the ball. They, literally. Hey guys, we also want to remind you to go on to attitude.co.uk. You can mm-hmm. digitally download their June issue. We were featured as rising stars. Yes. There's a little interview about why we got into this podcast mm-hmm. and what we hope to talk about and 
where we want to see the podcast go. Mm-hmm. So when it hits shelves here in America, go buy them up. You're going to see <laughs> yes. our cute little faces. And we just really want to support Attitude and thank them again for yeah. that awesome opportunity. And, you know, all press is good press. All right, Maurice, what are we drinking tonight? So tonight we are drinking a champagne cocktail. Mm-hmm. It is called... And I hope I pronounced this correctly, so don't come after me. Scrapino? I think you're pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> because it's... This is an Italian name. And so okay. it's basically uh, champagne, sparkling wine, or Prosecco. We're using champagne. Actually, we're using cava right. tonight. And you top it off with uh, like a scoop of, of sorbet. Yes, it's really, yeah. really tasty. Yeah, the traditional um, sorbet to use is a lemon sorbet, but uh, tonight we're using a raspberry. I like the raspberry. Yeah, I like the raspberry. It's too. good. Yeah. It's fruity. It's light. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of like a root beer float for adults. <laughs> okay, guys, let's hop right into these categories. We have lots of fun things to discuss this week. So one of my favorite people, I know you hate her. I don't hate anyone. Well, hate takes a lot of effort, energy, um, and I just don't pay her that much. Anyway, so coming off of her Met Gala sleigh that snatched waist, Kim Kardashian West and her husband Kanye have announced that they have welcomed their fourth child, a baby boy. He's yet unnamed. He's yet unnamed? Yeah, he doesn't have a name yet. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations, yeah, Kanye. And... North in Chicago and Saint Saint yeah, so they had and being big siblings and stuff. Yeah, they had the um kind of the announcement, I guess, that their surrogate was in labor. Okay, Courtney and and Chris were on Ellen over the week over oh. last week. Lately, okay, this week maybe Friday, and um Courtney announced that the surrogate was in labor and Chris didn't even know. So Child, like that's big, against all protocol. Yeah. Like, come on now. Yeah, I think she knew. Was Ellen live? No, it's taped. So that's why I'm confused. Yeah. Oh, come on. Oh, Maybe please. they tape it live. I don't know. Mm. But anyway, so they went on there and then um, apparently they went to go get the baby. I think it was in Charlotte, North Carolina. Was she there for the birth? I think so. Okay. Yeah. But then they were back in LA for like the Sunday service for Mother's Day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, but he's still doing that thing, the Coachella yeah, service? Yeah, he's still doing it. And I actually watched it this time because I was like, mm. Is it streamed? Yeah, you can, like, live stream it. And then... On what? Uh, on, like, YouTube or whatever. Oh, wow. I saw it after the fact. But you can... Um, Kim was posting it, like, in her stories, and then Chloe was posting it, so I guess she was there. But it looked so weird. Like, I had never seen it. Like, they're all dressed in those baggy... Sacks, yeah, sacks. Mm-hmm. But then they had like a million kids because it was Mother's Day, right? And they had like this, um, the airplane, like the sky riding, and he wrote like "Beautiful Mother's Day in the sky" in the cl- with the clouds, with the cl- yeah. Oh, and then wow. the kids were like singing; they were singing the that Boys to Men song, um, "Mama, Mama," yeah, from um, So Food, oh my God. yeah. And then they were singing something else, and then he started singing. I was just like, this looks weird cultish weird uh-huh okay yeah all right it's like yeah. outdoors it's like outdoors and you know i have all the logistical questions like where's the bathroom right where is the water mm-hmm. and where's the food because you know we plate stored well <laughs> <laughs> we like to eat after the church service right. where is the food you know i'm not gonna come or attack 
um, and again, it's, I don't think you're attacking because attacks are very no, strong, word. strong word. But I'm not going to critique any way that a person chooses to worship right, or right, um, right. experience the divine or the spiritual. Mm-hmm. But I but. think when it comes to Kanye, you just have to give it a little bit of a side eye. And he wrote, I think he wrote a message on Instagram mm-hmm. or Twitter saying happy birthday to, or Mother's Day to mm-hmm. Kim, rather. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, you're a great mom. You take care of all four of your, of your kids. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to church every Sunday. You mm-hmm. look great. You're studying all the time. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, like great for her. But there's lots of other mothers who do that, too. But I mean, but, he's special to her because that's his that, wife. Exactly. Yeah. And that's fine. But it's like, do y'all really go to church? I'm not saying it's not church. But it seems like I'm just having a picnic with live music every Sunday. I, yeah, I have a lot of questions, like, after watching, because I'm like, do you have, like, an actual, like, is there a sermon, someone's giving the word, who's giving the benediction, like. I think it's a concert. Or are y'all just. lots of secular songs. Singing the songs, yeah. You know, it's just, like, gold digger to, like, a a gospel (laughs) beat, honestly. It's not even a gospel beat if you listen to it. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, like, a, it's, like, a more mellow, Mm. like kind of right and then they're out there with instrumentation singing bowls yeah. and they look hot and like dusty i'm like that's a, yeah it's a mess okay well but congratulations kim yang it's cute it's cute mm-hmm. moving on from uh uh i guess you know american baby of a celebrity <laughs> to a royal baby yes baby sussex last week after we, after we recorded mm-hmm. the name of the seventh in line was announced. Mm-hmm. His name is Archie mm-hmm. Harrison Mountbatten Windsor. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that name? <laughs> when I first read the name, I was like, "Y'all joking, right? Right? Like, y'all cannot be serious." Mm-hmm. Archie, I hear you, Archie. 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 Isn't that like a cartoon? It's the cartoon mm-hmm. Archie. There's like Archie Bunker. Who was like a racist. Yeah. Well, at least his char- the well, character. Well, the character was. Racist. Yeah. And I was just like, that's a nickname, first of all. For Archibald. Yeah. Which I thought his name was Archibald. Yeah. For a second. For a hot second. But I was like, no, they, they said it's Archie. But why Archie? Like, is that, so, where's it come from? Um, that was the biggest question of like the day, like, mm-hmm. like what, what does it mean? And so apparently when Harry was in the military, there's a guy who was named Archie, who was like his commanding officer. Okay. And he essentially like turned Harry's life around, like for the good, because Harry was like ready to drop out of the military and like ready to just give up on a lot of different things. And so this guy, I guess he was like kind of a mentor. Okay. He was um, able to get Harry like assigned to like one of these like top secret missions because he was in, he missed Iraq. I think he was in Afghanistan or somewhere in the Middle East. And he was able to like participate in one of those missions. And then before the, the news leaked out that he was actually over there and they had to like withdraw him. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so this guy was like, kind of essential for Harry's like personal development and growth. So allegedly they named him kind of after this guy. Wow. That's a big, big honor. Yeah. And yeah. a horrible name. It's, well, Archie to me just kind of lacks dignity and refinement. Refinement. Yes. Yeah. It seems like a dog's name. <laughs> 
<laughs> or like a nickname a for nickname. something. Like if for, his name yeah. were Archibald and they called him Archie, great, no, wonderful, mm, fine. But Archibald yeah. seems kind of old and stuffy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I really would have appreciated, or I'm really surprised rather that there was no tribute to Diana whatsoever. Yeah, yeah you know, um, I was hopeful that there'd be a tribute to Doria, mm-hmm. but I kind of knew that that was highly mm-hmm. unlikely. Mm-hmm. But one can hope. Yeah. Uh, but I do appreciate that Megan, you know, kept some of her African-American heritage in one of the names that to me is just ghetto as hell. Which was? Harrison. It literally well, means Harry's, Harry's son. son. <laughs> that is ghetto <laughs> as hell. I mean, it's not really ghetto because it's actually like either German or Nordic where they incorporate the, um, mm-hmm. the father's name into the son's name. Like right. Leif, Leif Erikson was like the son of Eric. Oh, or this reminds me of that show that was on Hulu. Which one? With the women, they were like, you know, her name would be like of Craig or of whatever. The Handmaid's Tale. Mm, No, I didn't like like that show because Alfred's voice is like so monotone. Who? Alfred. Oh, of Fred. Yes, of of Fred was her name. Alfred. But her name's of Fred. Okay. Or of Craig or of Dan or Mm -hmm. of whomever. But like those women who could have babies, they were like of the man that purchased them to have the children. Oh, really? Yeah, that's why her name was Offred. Oh, I know. They, they pronounced it Offred, but it was mm-hmm. of Fred. Oh, So you could be okay. like of Jamar, of Hakeem. I didn't like it because it was just too like rapey to me. And then mm-hmm. um, what's the what's the lady who actually plays Offred? The blonde lady. Uh-huh. I always get her confused with that white woman who plays on like those ghetto black movies on Netflix that are really low budget. Uh-huh. She was also in um, Us. And she, I didn't see that. That white woman. But actually might be the same white woman. Maybe I'm confused. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I just didn't like it. Her voice is too monotone. It was too depressing. I was yes. just like, mm-hmm, I can't. But um, Joseph Fiennes, who plays like the guy. Right. He's so hot. He's me. hot. Yeah. He's hot. He's been hot since Shakespeare in Love. Really? He, oh, he wasn't Shakespeare uh-huh. in Love. Yeah. But he's not an obvious hot guy. He is to me. But yeah, the name... Harry was probably like, fuck them boring ass names. Like, I'm going to name him whatever I want to. And Archie is boring. Y'all going to have to deal with it. But it's different. And it's what no one else was expecting. True, true. And it wasn't like Prince William, his kids got some boring names. They have like those traditional names. Right. Charlotte, George. George. You know. Because so, they have to. Yeah, because they have to. And I do, you know, appreciate that they were like, you know, we're going to do something different. Right. And. He only has two names. He doesn't have three. They could have gave him an extra name. They could have gave him an extra name. I, know, I just but... like odd numbers instead of uh-huh. even. Like the uh-huh. f- I mean, Mountbatten Windsor, is that considered one or two names? One name. One name. Yeah. Okay. But he doesn't have like Archie, Harrison, something else. And right, then right. the last name. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's just hard for me to think of a little black boy named Archie mm-hmm. but I'm really hoping the baby has red hair because then maybe it'll help me like bring it home mm-hmm. you know I was really excited because he was really brown yes he was he was browner than I expected he's browner than his mama yeah. as quiet as his cat <laughs> yeah I want to see what the tips of his ears look like that's what I want to see because that, that'll <laughs> yeah. really tell because even the baby was what two mm-hmm. days old Allegedly. and it takes a little bit of time for the color to set in mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah. So we'll see. I'm excited yeah, to see him grow up. Mm-hmm. You know, but I want to allow them their privacy at this time. Well, she posted on Mother's Day, mm-hmm. and it was really sweet. Because did you see it? 
I did see she's yeah. holding the baby's foot mm-hmm. or feet. Yeah. Yeah. So they're actually standing above a um, bed of forget-me-nots, which is Princess Diana's favorite flower. Because you know, get me nots. Yeah, that sounds like a candy or something. No, that's something else. Remember, I said like she has levels to her thought process. Okay, and so like to post, she's like Beyonce of the Royals. Well, <laughs> Beyonce doesn't think someone thinks for her, but she was holding the baby above a bed of forget me nots, and then the caption was saying, you know, to all the mothers, like past and present, the ones we've lost, things like that. And it was yeah. just so sweet because you know she it was like homage it was homage the one thing i did notice and i think our um our culture is becoming a lot more sensitive and more thoughtful in many ways um and i don't want to say highly sensitive but just more thoughtful Mm -hmm. but i did notice this year on the on the um instagram Mm -hmm. and please don't take what i'm about to say the wrong way but like instagram for the past two days has just been like i I love my friends and i love Mm -hmm. my the people i follow on instagram but But i want to see your mama (laughs) i just don't (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like and I get that everyone was well, supposed to tribute and everyone yeah. was like my mom is great and wonderful and that's good and that's fine well, and it's only one day a year even though it's, it feels like it's three days because uh-huh. the algorithm yeah. but it's just a little exhausting uh, and it's just like can we please get back to what I'm here for food thoughts and, and <laughs> you know it means yeah this is like that's why I'm here yeah not for like these well, heartfelt messages about your mama yeah my thing about the Mother's <laughs> Day post is if you're going to post your mama, make sure her outfit is together. Right. Make sure her wig is on straight. And make sure she looks good. Right. Like. Because some of y'all out here, y'all say y'all love y'all mama, but, but it don't seem that way. Clearly you do not. Because your mama look a mess. Ooh, don't talk about nobody's mama. I'm sorry. Now. I'm not. But, but, okay. And then to the mothers, y'all get one day. Ooh. One day. Don't come up here next month on Father's Day posting. I'm the mother and the father. <laughs> Ooh, child. And... I'm single mother. Okay, yes, well, <laughs> yeah. your day has come and gone. Well, that's why it's called Mother's Day. You right. get that. Right. But going back to, like, my the original point I was trying to make from mm-hmm. what Megan posted is mm-hmm. that I also saw a lot of posts about, like, women who had difficulty um, conceiving, yeah, women who've lost too. a child, mm-hmm. women, you know, who, um, you know, have had miscarriages and mm-hmm. such like that, you know, um... And then there was even for like women who are mother figures, I guess like the fly auntie. The auntie. And I'm yeah. like, okay, you know, that's really thoughtful um, and nice. But... And I and I you know what? I'm not a woman. I don't have I'm I don't have a womb. I don't know what it is like to be able to be bestowed with such a gift and a blessing to be able to create life and bring life into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it is nice because I've never thought of honoring women who have lost children or who couldn't carry to term or who have other you know, reproductive challenges. Okay. And I think that that is nice to kind of honor them um, in a way, but, all, although they may not be mothers. Okay. No, just for women who long to be mothers. I think it's just a nice gesture. Uh, um, okay. I feel like, nah, girl, y'all don't get that. Really? Yeah, and I'm sorry. But is that but shaming them because they... it's not shaming them at all? Because I feel like, you know, part of the people who do get left out on this day are like people who are stepmothers, right? Who might not have children of their own, but you know, they are rearing these kids as, as if they are their own. Child. They're imparting mm-hmm. these values. Mm-hmm. They are there, like day in and day out, with these children, making sacrifices and doing that. So I. 
my heart will go more to them than to someone who is probably what struggling to get pregnant or has. I don't right, because I don't you know, know that you have a mother. Yeah. Okay. Like, I see. Yeah, that's a struggle for you to have, but I don't necessarily think that on Mother's Day that you fit into that category. Right. That's just my thoughts on that. Okay. I mean, that's that's fair. I get mm-hmm. it. But I just thought it was a nice acknowledgement. It is, you know, but fine another time. Yeah, it was like, you know, even sounds through like, oh, we're thinking of mothers who have strange relationships with their children. <laughs> you know, that's like, every mother. <laughs> True. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, but you could like fix that. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, who's Mother's Day for? Four. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And because, you know, I ain't get a happy Mother's Day from none of my children, and y'all know who y'all are. <laughs> and I'm still over here waiting. Well, she has four legs. I don't Ooh. think she can type that well. Oh, just moving back to Baby Sussex, because I still can't get uh, Archie to come out my mouth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still going to call him Baby Sussex. Yeah, me too. Um, did you hear about that BBC reporter who was fired within, like, minutes of him posting yes. a racist tweet? Mm-hmm. Okay, so not that well, we want to even give this energy or light, mm-hmm. but I feel like it needs to be discussed. A little bit. Because I think that it's relevant and it matters. Yeah. But um, this reporter, I'm not even going to say his Don't name. Yeah, no. But he formerly worked for the BBC, mm-hmm. had a 30-year career, mm-hmm. and he posted to his Twitter uh, image and it said when royals when the new royal baby has arrived but but there was a picture mm-hmm. of a white man mm-hmm. and a white woman mm-hmm. dressed very fancy mm-hmm. walking down the hospital stairs that looked very reminiscent to the one that Kate stands on oh the window one yes mm-hmm. um and they're both holding the hands of a chimpanzee yes dressed now to the nines now um that's extremely racist and it's especially beyond. for a highly intelligent, well-informed yeah. BBC reporter. And, you know, once BBC got wind that he tweeted this on his personal account, mm-hmm. they immediately terminated him. Right on the spot. On the spot mm-hmm. after 30 years working there. Yeah. So I appreciate their swift uh, action that they yeah, took yeah. Um, to stand against this racist tweet. But then but. he was actually interviewed later. Mm-hmm. And he said that. He admitted to being wrong. He said he wasn't even thinking that way. <laughs> he's like, I'm well aware of the, you know, you know, centuries old trope of black people being depicted as primates. He said, but he didn't mean it that way. <sighs> Sir. Girl. Well, you learned a very, very expensive <laughs> lesson that just yeah. jeopardized and cost you your 30 year career. Your coins. Yeah. So that to me was just ridiculous. But mm-hmm. to me, it's just like upsetting because this baby hadn't even been born a smooth 48 hours mm-hmm. and this baby will already endure way more ridicule mm-hmm. scrutiny and trauma mm-hmm. from the media and the press oh yeah than either of his cousins mm-hmm. because of who his mama is yeah and that's just very sad and unfortunate. That was, it was unfortunate but then i just don't like the backpedaling because you knew exactly what that was <laughs> The moment you researched it, screenshotted it, saved it to your photos, went on your Twitter, hit post, right, and did all of that, like you knew what it was. Come on so now. then, to say that there, there was steps, it's a lot of clicks you got to go through to get to that, right? And so BBC was like, click, click, done, bye bye. <laughs> your badge is revoked. Don't even bother to come and clean up your desk. We're going to mail that shit to you. (laughs) Like, no. And so people know exactly what they're doing. Right. And you can't play the, oh, it was a mistake. Oh, you know, now you want to play the victim 
But you weren't playing the victim in that moment because you knew exactly what you were doing. Sure. To me, and what's also something that needs to kind of be recognized, you just mm-hmm. discussed a little bit, is that racism is still happening. And I think yeah. that the younger generation thinks that it is like a vestige of an older time. And I think that the way that this man decided to um, exhibit his racism mm-hmm. is an old, tired trope. Yeah. Like, that's just tired. Yeah. Racism comes in multiple forms, but to me, this is just an especially egregious one. It was, yeah, it was heinous. What's our next category? So speaking of mothers and babies, there is one woman out here who wants to prevent anyone from becoming pregnant. Who? What? Category is sex strike. So Alyssa Milano, do you know her? From Charmed. From Charm, yes. she was on Who's the Boss back in the okay. day. I'm, I'm too young for that, Ooh. but okay. okay. But I, I do know her from Charm. Yeah, so she was on Charm. She played uh, Phoebe? Yes. No, not Phoebe. No, not Phoebe. Phoebe, Piper, and... Yeah, she was... Parabelle. Prim. No, I don't know. She was the younger one. Yeah, Phoebe. Um, but anyway, she a little thick, you know? She, she a little cute little woman i guess but anyway so she has implemented a sex strike it's this um social media campaign hashtag sex strike so she is doing this um in support of women's reproductive rights okay she's pro-choice she wants women to be able to make the decision for their own bodies okay and so (laughs) she wants people to women to go on a sex strike so that they do not risk getting pregnant until this country's legislation allows them their own freedoms and reproductive choice. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Your I'm Because I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around it because I'm very, very confused. Okay. Um, I don't think that this campaign of hers... <laughs> Because you have it here is a hashtag sex strike. Hashtag sex strike, yeah. I don't think it's very well thought out or informed or based in any um, historical context. Um, she clearly hasn't done her research and she needs to get a better team. <laughs> <laughs> because there's a few things here that I note that are kind of just um, non sequitur. So okay. don't make sense. All right. If I feel like, you know, there was a sexual revolution, the women's mm-hmm. movement. Mm-hmm. Women have the right to choose what to do with their bodies. And, and in certain states, because you know they're like backtracking I know in Georgia, a lot of that. Georgia's the, like a six-week rule. Right. And, and a lot of women don't even know they're pregnant at six, six weeks. Right. But for me, I, I, I get the radicalness of her uh, the movement. movement here, mm-hmm. if you even want to call it that. Well, but, um, it to me is just not feasible or practical because one, it's almost seems like it's punishing women from enjoying the pleasures of sex. And I think that I understand that women are taking ownership of their bodies mm-hmm. and saying, you know, hey man, you can't have access to my bodies until you do right by me and allow me the choice to determine what I want to do for my body and what's best for me. Mm-hmm. But it's still kind of like punishing the women. You know what I'm saying? In what I think way? That by depriving them of their right to sex and, and pleasurable sex and enjoyment with men instead of just well, by themselves. Well, I mean, there's and a lot you can do on in a between practical, I mean, okay. Before intercourse. But, okay. You know, the flesh is weak. <laughs> and 
who's going to have the willpower to do all these things before intercourse? Like, stop, hashtag sex strike, or like have like a banner or like a chastity on their vagina. I mean, like, well, these women are taking back their bodies and doing all this other stuff. So, I don't know. To me, it's just kind me of too ridiculous. Is strong. They should be able to. I think it's a little ridiculous. I think that it's punishing the women. I think that women have the right to choose what they want to do with their bodies. Yes. And um, in, that they should be able to engage in sex. Because it further perpetuates this idea uh-huh. of like the sex is still being used to control men. And it's, and it's centering men instead of centering women. Women should no, have No, they're the center. In what they way? hold the power. They do hold the power. Yeah. But they're depriving their power from certain people to get what they want. When I feel like they shouldn't. But women do that all the time. But women shouldn't have to do that in order to get what they want, is what I'm saying. That's the the greater point. They should just say, this is what I want because it's best for me. And they Mm -hmm. shouldn't have to, like, dangle the vagina (laughs) in order to get it. You know? Like, honestly. (laughs) Well, my thing, (laughs) my issue with this is that this only affects straight cisgendered men. Right. Because as a gay man, that don't affect me. Okay. Like, girl, hold that pussy over there because I don't want right. it anyway. Okay. But this don't got nothing to do with you. Right. We're talking about that. <laughs> and I get but, it. you know, I, I think her motives are good in that she's saying we can't risk this. Because say you do get pregnant. You live in Alabama, Mississippi. Right. Any of these 16 states that have this heartbeat bill, mm-hmm. you know. Say you do get pregnant, but you don't want to have this baby or you can't have this baby. You know, you can't afford it. Right. Or any other situation where this is not the right time to be bringing this child into the world. Right. So she's saying these women don't have that choice. These women don't have that, you know, luxury of stating what they want or what they can do with their body. Because if they do, then they'll go to jail. Mm hmm. And so, but I think that this, I think that she's kind of skipping a lot of points. She is, and maybe I'm not the most informed on this topic, just you know, for full transparency. Mm-hmm. But it's just like instead of skipping to hey, withholding sex, so mm-hmm. now women can't have pleasure, can't they engage can. in sex freely. You they know, can. there's a whole sexual revolution. Women should be out here for getting freaky deaky whenever they want to get, <laughs> and not be worried about it. But I feel like, what about the discussion of contraceptives? And I know that a lot of well, these, you know. Um, states mm-hmm. probably have harder contraception contraceptive laws in terms of access to birth control they, yeah. but you know what are having good old condoms seems like no one uses those anymore <laughs> you know it's just i feel like there's a lot of other things that could be discussed yeah as opposed to going to being so radical and just you know essentially boycotting sex boycotting the lunch counter and boycotting uh the penis are two mm-hmm. different things well but i guess you know it depends. Hard times call for hard measures. <laughs> Literally. I get the motives behind it, but the sex strike kind of alienates a lot of different um, people. But, and I think that's, that's, that's probably just my... Biologically doesn't go to their needs. I mean, right. lesbians and gay men don't right. have to worry we don't about have to issues. Yeah. Some issues just don't affect you. They don't affect you. So you and don't... that's okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, I get what she's saying. Like, women should have the right to their bodies. Like, if they want to have an abortion, they should have it. If they want to carry the baby, they should, you know, do that. For me, personally, I'm a little indifferent because... Or not indifferent, but... Well, I support it, but I don't... Agree with it. Agree with what? Because personally, 
I'm pro-life. Okay. But I'm also a gay man. Yeah, like, you don't have no uterus. I don't have any say in any of this. Right. So, but for other people, I think women should be pro-choice. I think women should be whatever they want to be. I think I don't have any problem against women who are pro-life. But I just, my problem is, is that, you know, I I think everyone should have the ability to have their own beliefs and practice their own beliefs. But my That's issue is, is when your beliefs now infringe upon my, my. beliefs. Yeah. So if you are pro-life, mm-hmm. great. You be pro-life mm-hmm. and let me be pro-choice and we can go about our lives and our business. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm pro-choice. Do, do, do what's best for you, boo. <laughs> you know, it's very personal. It's very personal beliefs. Like I'm. Like I said, I'm pro-life, but it doesn't, this issue doesn't affect me. Right. So, you know, someone else being pro-choice, that doesn't affect me. Right. I I feel like almost men shouldn't even really have an opinion on the issue, unless it's your child. Unless it's yours. But that's the only time I feel like mm -hmm. then you can maybe like have um, uh, an opinion, Mm -hmm. but your opinion is still not the final one. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it's not your body. Yeah. Because let's keep it something clear. If men were the ones that were carrying women, babies, oh, there'd be all different types of laws. <laughs> Straight up. That's Let's just be real. That's true. Well, this goes back to Brian Sims, who's a local um, Philadelphia. He, he's a Pennsylvania state representative. Yeah. So, but he lives in South Philly, or at least he used to. But um, so he was in Philadelphia recently and he was like accosting this older woman in front of the Planned Parenthood on. 12th and, and Locus, Locus. Across from that. Across from that and across from like the HIV pre- um, prevention and testing facility. Oh, yeah. It's like catty corner. Right. And so he was out there and he was trying to have a moment. He's problematic in the first place. And so he was like verbally accosting this woman because she was a part of an organization who they like, I wouldn't say they protest, but they're like stationed outside of Planned Parenthood. Right. And they say that they're going to pray for the women who go in and and the children and the, the unborn yeah fetuses or... mm-hmm. yeah but he was like had this whole like eight minute twitter rant or instagram wherever he posted it and the people are like calling for his resignation right now yeah, it was on periscope he was really talking about the man yeah. yelling at her mm-hmm. asking for her address and her yeah for her to identify herself yeah and things like that and then he wanted the kids to get like it was like young teenage girls yeah. like he wanted to id all of them mm-hmm. and again i felt like he was you know if you want to zealously represent your people in your district great and i remember when the republican national not the republican national convention but um who's the vice president um oh god oh this is so trifling Oh my God, Pence, Pence. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a sad state of affairs here in the, in the lower fifty. Uh, but um, Pence was in Philadelphia for something, and like Brian Sims yeah. gave him the finger. He's just very—I'm not going to say Trumpian, but he's very um, in touch with the Instagrams and the social ways of things. He's trying to always yeah. get a viral moment, mm-hmm. but it's like. Be in your politician bag. Right. And carry yourself with just a little bit more dignity mm-hmm. and respect. And stop trying to, like, get these clicks and these likes mm-hmm. and these retweets. And get some um, pants that fit you better. Because we used to... <laughs> it was funny because when I lived in South Philly, we would ride, like, the bus into work. And we worked in the same building. Mm-hmm. And his, his pants were always so tight. And he, well, I mean, he's got, like, a fat ass. Because he's, like, a football player. 
Was. Was. But, like, girl. Right. Child. Well, you know, I also have that problem, so I can't agree. <laughs> I can't agree with you there. You know, it's, it's hard to find pants out here. But, you know, you should work on working with these uh, designers and, and distributors, yeah. Brian. Make sure that we can find pants that fit. Uh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> All right, child. We got any more categories for Let's this week? Let's move on. Our next category category is Victoria's Secret lingerie realness. Yeah, lingerie realness. Yeah. So Victoria's Secret, y'all gave them heat over the last fashion show, talking about they were transphobic right. and size phobic and not inclusive and blah blah blah. Right. And. Victoria's Secret said, fuck y'all, because we ain't coming on the air no more. Don't you know, Shay? What? I don't think they're going to be missed. The only people, I, no, they will. The only, people that going, that. The, the only people that are going to miss it are like the young teenage girls and the gays. And the gays, yeah. Because, you know, I used to live for the yeah. uh, Victoria's Secret fashion uh-huh. show. Yeah. Well, like, back in the day, didn't it come on, like, some other channel? I don't, I don't know what it came on. But it wasn't, like... Like major network, major like CBS or ABC or whatever it comes on now. I can't remember. To be quite honest, I think that them even being on like a major network is kind of played. I think mm-hmm. that they could have a much better rollout if they did something on YouTube and kind or, of yeah. utilize that media. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think what they should really do and pay me if you hear this <laughs> is really just have like a live stream. Yeah, and have like all the shows streaming in mm-hmm. their stores. Mm-hmm. Like you know, at have once, an event. Yeah. and like I make it like a global event mm-hmm. that happens on the internet mm-hmm. and that people have to find. And there's just like tweeting and Instagramming, and then yeah. everything's like it plays in the stores. Yeah, or, or people can watch it from their phone or the Where, computer, but yeah. it's like the VS takeover. Mm-hmm. But I really don't think people checking for y'all. Well, I think there was such a backlash last year. Mm-hmm. That they were like, uh, okay, what do we do now? Right. And so they might be size inclusive. They might have like Ashley Graham because, you know, she was campaigning to get on there. Mm-hmm. And she ain't even like that thick anymore. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to budge on the trans. No, I, I don't think so either. And so they were probably like, well, if we come back next year without either one of these or without both of these, then we're going to catch it again. So you know what? We're just not going to, we're just not going to do it. Hmm. Maybe. I also think that the whole thing's kind of played with like the whole backstage. All right. All right. Yeah. They've been doing Cassie, that. Cassie, go, before. go. Yeah. Like it's so hype. It's so thick. Yeah. You know, they do like three run-throughs of the entire yeah. show. Yeah. So yeah. it's like everyone, I think that the age of social media knows it's fake. To mm-hmm. be quite honest, you see every single look before the before show it even airs. Comes out. Yeah. That's why I think the entire format of doing mm-hmm. television is kind of played and they need to just do it all on the internet. I think mm. that they just need to get rid of the whole backstage look. I yeah. think they need to focus more on the fashions and mm-hmm. more on the wings. Mm-hmm. And they also need to work on getting like some, you know, better talent. Because all these, you know, DNC rate singers. Singers, yeah. It's kind of like just bringing their brand down. Yeah, yeah. It looks like they can't afford a top A right, level. Right, I mean, like I think Beyonce the last top that. person they had was Rihanna. Well, is she top? I mean, she was then. Mm. That's when she had diamonds in the sky. That was a good song. Uh, Okay. Yes, it was. I mean, I guess Rihanna shine bright like a diamond. Mm. Mm. She looked dusty like a zirconia. Ooh, no, 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 <laughs> little shady bitch. All right, now that we're done with our categories for the week, let's move into realness. Realness. What are we talking about in realness this week? We're talking about a new issue that's been kind of gaining some traction in workplaces across America. 
So a lot of companies and corporations are banning physical contact in the workplace. Okay. Yeah. And so I think it could be related to like the Me Too and they companies don't necessarily want to have like a ambiguous, you know, harassment suit or right. anything like that. So they are banning any kind of physical contact, handshakes, handshakes, hugs. handshakes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hugs, hugs. No, Joe Biden. Mm. Hugs, like and pats on the back. Pats on the back. I think also like damn, that definitely rules out pats on the ass. Oh, <laughs> who was doing that at work? I mean, I've seen it. Ooh. Also, like if there's a pregnant woman in the office, like people can't like touch her belly, right? Which I think is a problem anyway, because I'm just like. That's her personal space. Right. Like, she don't. I don't want know. That. I don't know how to feel about this. Really? I don't. Because I think that this is a serious issue. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. But I think that sometimes, as a culture and as a society, mm-hmm. as a nation, we have to kind of all be working with one set of facts and do something right. that is in the common interest of all people. Okay. That's logical, that works for the majority. But I think that. You know, we've gone from being objective mm-hmm. to now being subjective. Yeah, very. And that's allowed things to spiral out of control mm-hmm. to now a common gesture in a business setting of shaking someone's hand to close the deal mm-hmm. is forbidden because someone might perceive that as inappropriate behavior or touching. Well, the fact of the matter is, is that given our social mores mm-hmm. and where we're at at this time in the country, that is a common practice. And that person, I think, is an outlier. But now we're allowing people who are outliers to kind of dictate how our society and culture runs. And for me, that's kind of problematic. Well, and I, I think it's also due mm-hmm. to the internet mm-hmm. and that people don't know how to talk with one another. That's true. And that people don't know how to um, speak or say what they want or mm-hmm. say what they mean. They want to drop hints, they want to give silent treatment, mm-hmm. they want to beat around the bush. But I'm sorry. When it comes to your personal boundaries, someone, the person from whom you were delivered <laughs> or, you know, whoever raised you should mm-hmm. have taught you to, you know, and I know we have people are different in their personalities, but someone should have taught you how to defend your boundaries as an adult. Yeah. The fact that we're having this discussion mm-hmm. about adults in the workplace, mm-hmm. professionals, how do I expect you to run a company if you can't tell someone, hey, you know, I don't really like hugs. Please don't <laughs> hug me in the workplace. You know what I'm saying? Like, how- you don't like hugs. Like you are a horrible person if you don't like hugs. I, I, I honestly, but I don't like hugs. I don't like when strangers hug me. It, that's it makes different. me feel uncomfortable. That's different. So I feel like hugs in the workplace are inappropriate. But, if I don't think... to, but again, hugs are on a personal basis. I've have I hugged people in the workplace, sure. But it's like, I think that there's this whole social dance where it's like uh-huh. you kind of know how far you can go with the person, how far you can't, based upon reading well, their body language mm-hmm. and things like that. But some people, again, take it too far because I think that people are limited in knowing how to interact with one another and deem what is appropriate and what's welcome and what's not. Well, I think it's harder in the workplace because your paycheck is tied to that. So if like your like boss quick pro quo type wanna, stuff. Yeah. Well if your boss wanna hug you, you might feel obligated to to receive that hug. Right. Regardless of oh wait, back up, like back up. Right. I don't really want no, that. I mean, or if you say something you feel like you might be reprimand it in some kind of way so i think that's probably what is and i guess it is personal to avoid too because mm-hmm. i guess it depends like your work setting like if you're a really small tight team mm-hmm. and you work in like 
you know, some public interest organizations, mm-hmm. really like, you know, a different kind of more granola, we yeah, are the world the kumbaya work type work, yeah. then maybe you guys do hug. They As opposed do. to someone who works at like, you know, a hardcore Fortune 500 company okay. or something very formal where mm-hmm. you don't hug. So I yeah. think you have to take into account the workplace culture, mm-hmm. but it's also just like, I don't like hugs in the workplace. <laughs> I wish a motherfucker would. You know, I'm going to give nonverbal cues and verbal cues that I'm not yeah. here to be hugged. And uh-huh. if you do hug me, I'm going to let you know then and there that, hey, don't do that shit again. Yeah. You know, and that's fine. But it's just, I feel like people don't know how to communicate mm-hmm. in a tactful yeah. way. That's what the primary issue is. Like, people just... But to say people can't do a handshake, that's just handshake is too much. Um, hugs, uh, probably not. Not in right. the workplace. And it's tough, too. Because I remember... Not like you know not the height of the meet you but like last mm-hmm. year i was having a conversation with a girlfriend uh-huh. and it was summertime you know it's hot in the mm-hmm. city mm-hmm. her co- her colleague said um it was a man speaking to a woman okay. he was a little older than her okay and he said um that dress is really pretty uh-huh right uh-huh. and she said that she felt uncomfortable <laughs> by his comment girl bye. and again it's just like, I can't tell a woman how to feel I'm not a woman, and I don't no. have to do with this power mm-hmm. dynamics. But I'm like, well, what about it made you feel uncomfortable? She's like, well, he said the dress is pretty. I said, well, okay. do you think the dress is pretty? She's mm-hmm. like, yeah. I'm like, did you get up that morning and put that dress on because you wanted to feel pretty? I was like, yes. Uh-huh. No, she was like, yes. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, someone told you that you were pretty, uh-huh. or that the dress was pretty. Uh-huh. Right? Not you, but the dress was pretty. Mm-hmm. So, like, you wouldn't have went through all the effort of you know, getting that dress, pulling it out, steaming mm-hmm. it, and, you know, putting all your spanks and throwing that dress on. Yeah. Like, isn't that, was that not the it desired wasn't... outcome? Not that she's like, well, well, he didn't need to comment on it. I said, like, well, he wasn't commenting on, on your body. You. Yeah. He was commenting on, on the, the dress. dress. She's like, well, my body is what fills out the dress. So I felt like no. that's what he was really commenting on. I'm no, like, are we at a point where we can't even receive compliments? They, yeah, it's, it's we're at that point. He didn't <sighs> say like, damn, bitch, your titties looking good in that. Right, right. Like, I want to, you know, he didn't say any of that. So I feel like she's being a little extreme with that. and Hypersensitive, maybe. Extreme. Because people don't know how to receive a compliment. Mm-hmm. And so he was literally just saying, that dress is pretty. Right. That color is pretty. Right. He didn't make any reference to her. Mm-hmm. He didn't make any reference to her body. Or how the dress yeah, enhanced her body. Enhanced her or, body or sat on her body or... Or how she moved in yeah, it. Yeah. I can't see your nipples through that. Like He didn't say any of that. Right. And so it was just like, girl, like, calm the fuck down. And I do think that... And it was... I'm like, an, oh, if, a woman, if a woman would have said to you, hey, that's a pretty dress. Yeah. She's like, I wouldn't have thought nothing of it. Anything of it. But what if she was a lesbian? Right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it gets so crazy. Mm-hmm. It's just, and I think it's just, it's, we're looking now at the victim and you should be taking mm-hmm. into account the, the, the person who is bringing the claim of saying, I felt attacked or I felt harassed. But that doesn't make it But that doesn't negate the objective thought. Like we just sat here and had a whole exercise of well, what he said was not. Uh-huh. It doesn't amount to, right. you know, that. Right. Now, if, if he's commenting on your dresses every day, then that's another <laughs> thing. Well... But maybe he just got some pretty ass dresses. That could be too. And maybe he's like a fashion queen and he's trying to be like, right. let you know what's up. <laughs> like, just don't be too sensitive with right. it. And I think that we're a little too sensitive these days. Mm-hmm. Like, if you feel like he's overstepping the boundaries, being like, Bob, can you not? And explain why. And most people. And also make sure it. you have, make sure you have a witness too. Right. Right. <laughs> and like you said, going to like the whole quick pro quo in a different uh-huh. way. 
Bob want to keep his job. Yeah. So if you kind of come to him and be like, hey, you know, I don't I don't like when you do this. Mm-hmm. He'll nine times out of ten stop because he wants to keep getting paid. and He doesn't want this to get escalated to, right, HR. to HR. But it's just like, don't go straight to HR. You know, try to handle. But again, people don't know how to talk to one another. Yeah. You know, it's just a sad day in America when folks can't even take a compliment. Yeah. That's a problem. That's a problem. Because mm-hmm. I live for compliments. <laughs> you do. Like, oh, you look good. I'm like, I know. I'm thank you. <laughs> a mess. Oh, a mess. All right, child. Well, let's get into the next segment of the show. I, I said, said what I said. said. So my I said what I said this week is a little controversial. Mm. Um. So you know where I live in the city is like right by the art museum. Right. And they use that space to have all kinds of different walks and different, you know, events for the public. Mm -hmm. And when they do, they like shut the whole area down. Like literally every weekend in the summer. Wow. Is like this walk and that walk and this run and this 5K. Concert. This concert. Yeah. Well, not the um, Made in America anymore. Not? I thought it was coming back. No, they got rid of that. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. Last year was the last one. Wow. I thought that, like, Philadelphia begged and pleaded to have it come back. Mm, Maybe. I don't know. Okay. The last I checked, it wasn't coming back. And then, like, if the, like, when the Phillies won the Super Bowl, they had, like, the parade was, like, ended there, and they had this whole moment. They destroy the area, like, every weekend. Mm. But anyway, um, so this past weekend, which is Mother's Day... The Susan G. Komen Breast Cancer Organization, uh-huh. they had their annual like breast cancer awareness walk, right? Run five k, whatever. Mm-hmm. So my I say what I said this week is that Susan G. Komen is a scam, not a scam. She child. is a scammer. She's and a stunt queen. She's a stunt queen. Because <laughs> first off, like Breast Cancer Awareness Month is October. It is. The whole city lights up in pink. In pink. Like, everybody has their pink. Like, it's now very corporate because, like, the NFL will have, like, pink uniforms. I saw. And all these, Ugh. you know, different sports leagues will have different, you know, like, pink uniforms. Nike, I believe, is the sponsor. And they, like, turn everything pink. And it's just pink overload. I mean, yeah, not to sound insensitive, but who the hell's not aware of breast cancer at this <laughs> Okay. I at think this that point. y'all did y'all job. Yeah. Folks are aware. Your marketing team is on point. But. The simple fact that you're using Mother's Day as the day for your breast cancer walk, Mm -hmm. it's a little opportunistic. In what sense? In the sense that breast cancer primarily affects women. Right. It does affect men to a certain extent. But y'all ain't having this walk on Father's Day. No. So it's like everyone has a mother. Right. So you're playing on people's emotions. To get them to either participate or donate to this walk that you hold on Mother's Day. And then if you lost a mother, like we said earlier, mm-hmm. you're feeling all kind of sentimental. If your mother passed away and she had breast cancer, you come about your wallet for this walk. Right. If your mother is in remission. In, yeah. Like if she was affected in any kind of way by breast cancer, then you're going to feel obligated or feel some kind of desire to want to contribute. Right. And Susan got all of y'all money because when I went to Whole Foods over the weekend, it was crazy packed in there. Mm-hmm. Like there's a million people like on the street. When I got into Whole Foods, it was just like everybody with their pink and their, you know, Susan G. Komen memorabilia and paraphernalia on. 
And I'm just like, oh, girl. Like, <laughs> I was annoyed because of too many people. Right, right. But then when I started to think about it, I was like, you're doing the most. And so that prompted me to like, you know, kind of start researching okay. this Susan G. Coleman thing. And what did you find? So I found their annual reports, their Ooh. financials. And only about 20% of the money that they raise, and it's like millions and millions and millions of dollars. Like sure. Millions of dollars each year. Only about 20% actually goes to the research. Mm. The majority of the money goes to, they call it educational outreach, but it's basically their marketing programs. Right. And their CEO makes about $700,000 a year. Mm-hmm. The last report they had was in 2016. And are they a, a nonprofit a organization? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so okay. they don't pay taxes on that. Right. On anything. And there was actually a documentary called Pink Ribbon, Pink Ribbon Incorporated. Okay, I think I saw you that probably, on Netflix. Yeah, it was on Netflix. It was, remember when they had like Food Incorporated? Yes. And they, you know, kind of do this expose on the company. And so it was just, yeah, basically kind of, Telling how, like, they're pretty much a fraud, like a scam. Like, right. they're playing on people's emotions to get this money. And they're not even really donating to the to the research. They are basically funding pharmaceutical companies. And then that, you know, is a whole issue. Right. Too. It's just keeping people. Yeah. It's not sick, but it's not really uh-huh. going to, like, a cure. Right. It's like anything. race for the cure, walk for the cure, or whatever. But y'all ain't curing shit. It's just it's like, the cure. The money is in the medicine. Right. Like, they might come with these treatments and these chemos and things like that, but they're, y'all ain't curing nothing. Right. And so... A cure would bankrupt them. Exactly. And I mean, that just... It, they're, it, it, it goes against their business structure. Yeah, model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like, they're keeping y'all hooked. They're trying to get your money. Mm-hmm. And it's just not a good look. Like, everybody is pink ribbon out, but they're not doing what they say. Right. They are gonna do with your money it's kind of cultish yeah it's sad to say yeah. in a way because it's like I, it's, a, it's a tough topic because it's breast cancer and you're sensitive to it but i can and see they, where you're coming they're from on that though right like it's right. like oh well if your mother got breast cancer then you would feel this way and they're like instilling this fear in people mm-hmm. or playing on the emotions of the people who've actually gone through this stuff right right and so like what, you know, my research and my documentary said was that, you know, don't donate to like Susan G. Coleman. Donate to like a family that you know, that you know is actually going through this. Right. Or, or like, like local organizations. Local organizations. And they actually have like been suing people, like local, like nonprofits, like grassroots organizations mm-hmm. who are like breast cancer focused. Right. To like say, you can't do this because we already do it. You can't use a pink, pink ribbon because that's associated with us. Right. My thing is, but it's, it's, but that's marketing because if they own that trademark, then I get it. But at, at the end of the day, is it about the business mm-hmm. or is it about finding a cure or a, 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 a quick and effective treatment for uh-huh. women who are stuck with this ailment? I get yeah. what you're saying. It's yeah. totally a clusterfuck and mm-hmm. it's super sad. Yeah. But don't give them your money. And I say what I said. All right, child. Well, my said what I said is a little bit lighter than that. Um, as many of you know, in America, it is prom season from the word promenade. Uh, it is a time in a uh, high schooler's life, usually a junior or a senior in high mm-hmm. school, where they get all dressed up. Yeah. And they go to a dance. Yeah. My nephew just went to his senior prom. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, how exciting. Yeah. I remember prom. I mean, it was 
a big deal back then, such a letdown now. But when you are in high school, like prom, that's the yeah. entire year builds up to yeah, prom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, nothing no shades. Prom's bigger than graduation because lots of people <laughs> who be going to prom don't, don't even walk even across graduate. the stage. Yeah, you know. But to me, priorities. Prom has gotten out of control. And we're from Philadelphia. I don't know if you guys remember, but a couple years ago, some <laughs> mom threw Saudi, her son this like Middle Eastern themed Dubai, we Dubai themed Dubai. Uh, prom send off. Now, don't get me wrong. I remember in 2005 going through like prom send offs, but we just got in the backyard of whoever's parents had the nicest yard, yeah. the nicest landscaper. Uh-huh. And we took pictures. Took pictures on the stairs. On the stairs. And that was that. Mm -hmm. And the limo comes. We all pile up in it. Drive to the high school. Or ours was actually at the Camden Aquarium. Okay. You know, wherever the Uh facility, wherever was hosting the prom. Do that. And then you go home. Mm -hmm. You go eat. We all would go to the um, the shore, down to Wildwood for the weekend. I want the kids to have their fun. And that even seemed extravagant. Mm -hmm. Now looking back. But what kids are doing today in terms of. You know, the the Dubai theme and <laughs> flying in sand. You know, you know she, got, she got arrested. Yes. I don't know. She, she owns some business. She got arrested for like tax fraud or evasion. Yeah. But, Social um, security fraud. Social security fraud. And then she, because she had the Dubai prom the right. one year. And then she had the Black Panther prom. The Black Panther prom the next, next year, year. Wakanda. Yeah, Wakanda. And she was, she was like flying in like Black Panthers and cages mm-hmm. and. With yeah. the uh, Dubai one, she had like she camels. had camels. <laughs> she had like a, bl- a bl- he had he had three dates. She had like a Bentley, a Lamborghini, yeah, and like a Range Rover. And she had all this like sand. Right. My my, my thing is, is she spent like seventy five thousand dollars or something <laughs> to send her prom her her son off to prom. And people are like, oh, it's her money. She can do what she choose. But but no, it was your actual social security money. Yeah. And people trying to stunt, and that's my problem. Mm-hmm. And I find that there's this new trend now. Where, and I'm not trying to. Um, racialize it, but wow. black folk, yeah, these young black girls treat the prom like it's the Met Gala, yeah. And sure, it's their version of the Met Gala, uh. but lots of these looks, I'm sure, <laughs> violate the school dress code, which is, yeah, uh, supposed to be in effect at prom. And it's just the looks are all over the top, they have like you know, the full back out, breasts out, mm-hmm. side boob, under boob, front boob, yeah. top boob. Just literally a pasty. Mm-hmm. Um, the weeds are walk, outlandish. Can't walk, walk in, in their shoes. heels. Yeah. The dress, they all go to the same dressmaker. Apparently. They use like upholstery fabric. <laughs> you know, and then, you know, the fabric in her dress got to match his shoes, match his blazer, make a sash. Mm-hmm. It's just over the top. And it's all about who can have the most unique gown. And that's cool and that's fun. And like, well, but I think, you know, I'm here to support prom and have fun with kids, but no. it's me's over the top. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I feel like a lot of these parents are out here treating their children's prom like a wedding. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's supposed a to lot be of them an achievement. won't be getting married. Though. But it's like, a lot of them won't be graduating. Mm-hmm. A lot of them won't be getting married. Yeah. You know, I feel like there's certain things in our community that we sometimes have treated differently. Like, baby showers now <laughs> are bigger than weddings. Yeah. Uh, prom send-offs are like bigger than graduations yeah. and it's like well what are we actually valuing yeah, here yeah. and it's just it's too damn much damn it yeah. I feel like you know not that I'm counting nobody's pockets but it's just all the Lamborghinis and I get that you want to feel your fantasy for the night but mm-hmm. people putting themselves into debt yeah. and you know girls going off to prom and you know, dresses that are thousands of dollars and rented cars that, mm-hmm. are, are, that are tens of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. But but your lights get cut off next week. Thank you. Or or do you got that money for uh the first uh semester of tuition? <laughs> How about books? You know, 
The meal plan me, is expensive. It know? is. It's just like, what are we valuing? Yeah. And then it looks be garbage. It'd be trash half yeah. the time anyway. But it is very tenor- entertaining to watch on Instagram. Maybe we can post a couple of these ghetto looks. We can do like stories of ghetto <laughs> yes. prom looks that we see and, get, and see all they the way look in. The best though, but like I just feel like everyone's trying to have that Instagram moment. Like they want to go viral because mm-hmm. they feel like you know the likes and all of that is worth the money that they spend. Like they would right. rather go broke. They would rather you know do all of this for. A few hours of attention, like mm-hmm. it's not that serious. Not at all. It's not that serious. And you wanna, like that lady, fly in all these tons of sand and right. like have a mural spray painted on the empty lot across mm-hmm. the street from your house. And and I'm not, yeah, I'm not trying to make it about race, but I just noticed that like uh, it's always black people that are going yeah. over the top with prom. Yeah. It's never. I, I rarely see black folks do a sensible prom. Like it's great you mm-hmm. you, you gra- even you're graduating high school you're going to college yay have a great time having mm-hmm. achievement but black folks always gotta one up each other in this extravagant over the top you know well, way it's a certain maybe I shouldn't say that say what <laughs> it's a certain type of black folk the black girls are fierce and I'm not trying to take away from the black girl they're fierce not like you can't even out. move in that and then it look a mess yeah. I don't know. But I said what I said when it came to prom. It's on my <laughs> nerves. I'm annoyed. And I said what I said. Yeah, y'all need to just... Oh, no, man. Like, your panels ain't even <laughs> sewn together. Mermaids, no. mermaids must be in. Mm. All right, child. Let's get into the next segment of the show. Tens, tens, tens across the board. So this week, my tens goes to Rihanna Fenty. Uh, because she, again, is breaking barriers, not only in music, fashion, makeup, and film. <laughs> okay, take back that last yeah. one. But she has been uh, named the head of a new mansion, Maison. Maison. Maison, with the French conglomerates LVHM. That's Louis Vuitton, Hennessy, and Moet. And she is the first. They donated all that money to rebuild Notre Dame. Notre Dame yeah. Yes. Uh, and she's the first African American. And a woman. Or a woman. Hold up. She ain't even American. Well, she's the first black. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. She's the first black person or and or woman to head her own Maison within the um, conglomerate of this of this uh, luxury company. I guess. So, um, I'm not sure what she's doing. <laughs> she don't either. Um, but she will um, have a partnership with them. I do believe that it will include... Uh, you know, fashion, makeup, her entire brand. Uh, you know, LVHM has launched Christian Lacroix, Gior, Givenchy, Fendi. So Rihanna is really making her mark known in terms of mm. wanting to go into the luxury brand market and, and providing high but end ain't nothing consumer luxury goods. or high end about her look, about any of the clothes that she has been wearing recently. She looked like she stank. Well, maybe she's trying to change that. People can evolve. To. But I, I'm she just proud of her. As, think about it. She's a 31. She's younger than me. 31 year old black woman from mm-hmm. Barbados. It's just that's a very proud moment that she's been able to do as much as she's been able to do in her career with such a limited vocal, and that she's also <laughs> been able to and danceability. do <laughs> right. But that but she's also been able to do in terms of her um her business acumen. Honestly, I respect her business acumen more than anything. I don't think Rihanna's running any of this stuff. Well, I appreciate the fact that she hires the right people to surround okay, her okay. she has a good team mm-hmm. Leon Melissa. waits to uh, follow suit 
you know, others could really learn. They could, you know. But, but I think it's just awesome. I think that we have a lot to see what's in store. I also heard I that she was not at the Met Gala because she's working on the music. I hope not. But I think that it was also probably a misstep because if she has this announcement as her trying to be high end couture mm-hmm. and have her own fashion, her French fashion house. She should have rolled up to the Met Gala in her own light. That was a time to make that. She's so bra and panties, don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying she could have like made an announcement there. No man. But this week, tens to you, Rihanna. I guess Rihanna don't care about tens. She care about four twenty. Stop. My tens this week is going to my auntie Viola Davis. Ooh. We love her. Yes, we do. Yes, Academy Award winner. She is. Yes. She was robbed several times before she finally won. What did but she even you... win for? The help? No. Fences. Fences. Yeah. Okay. Oh, not that um astronaut movie? No. That wasn't even her. That was <laughs> sorry. somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That was Taraji, right? Yeah, that's Taraji and Octavia Ooh, Taraji and Janelle. Taraji's going to job next year because... Cancel. Thank Jesse for that. He fucked everybody. Check up. Mm. But anyway, my tens is going to my auntie Viola Davis. She has teamed up with Merck Pharmaceutical Company to uh, to narrate a documentary film. It's called A Touch of Sugar. It's about the health epidemic of type two diabetes, which is predominant in the African American community. Right. Nice. Yeah. Is she diabetic? She said she is uh, pre-diabetic. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's one of, I think, 84 million Americans that are um, pre-diabetes. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, we call it sugar mm-hmm. in the South. So, it's, Do you, you know, watch Queen Sugar? It's such a good show. I don't because I don't like the one lady. I can't remember her name. But was she with the one who was on True Blood? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't really like her as an actress, so I, I just never got into the show. Okay. I thought you just didn't like Ava DuVernay. I don't like her either because mm, that's a whole other thing. All right, Charlie. But... Well, this is about Viola. <laughs> yeah. This is about Viola. So, yeah, she wants to um, share her story and then open up the conversation about type 2 diabetes and, you know, people getting their life and their health together. Yeah. And so this uh, film called A Touch of Sugar premiered at the Tribeca Film Festi- Festival in April. And so be sure to check it out on wherever you can. <laughs> <laughs> Go to a touch of Okay, guys, thanks so much again. That wraps up our show for this week. Uh, remember to tune in every Wednesday to hear more mess from Category Is. Uh, remember to subscribe to whatever platform you choose to listen to your podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. And be sure to check us out on all things social media at Category Is Pod. Write us in a listener letter, suggest a category, ask us questions about ourselves. You can email us any time of day because that's how email works <laughs> <laughs> at Category Is Pod at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week. Bye. Bye.